everybody, welcome to the 75th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And uh, bands on this episode are decided in part by our Patreon supporters, so go check that out if you want to get some cool exclusive benefits, like access to our private Discord and our livecast. And uh, one quick plug before we get started as well. Uh, SoCal Friends were sponsoring a show March 18th at Program Skate and Sound in Fullerton, California, with Teeth, that's the dissonant death metal teeth, Black oh. Sheep Wall, mm-hmm. uh, Black Sheep Wall, The Sound That Ends Creation, Cell Damage, and The Arson Choir. And again, that's uh, March Holy 18th at Program shit. in Fullerton, California. Yeah, So roll the Dude, fuck out. Good lineup, right? What? That's a good show. Wow, so, that's a lineup, though. Wow, I got juiced off that. All right, sorry. I interjected <laughs> like five times there. I was like, what? Wait, what? What? It was what? Really, you made it very difficult for me. <laughs> You're a challenging co-host, you know that? <laughs> uh, uh, let's see here. So, yeah. Fucking roll out for that show. Sponsoring that. He hadn't sponsored a, like, just a regular show in a second. So, when it hasn't gotten canceled by COVID, that is. Is that a Macross? What, what you got on? Yeah. Um, Boy! Macross. <laughs> yeah, side note. Uh, let's stop talking about it. We've got to get another anime cast out, like, pronto. Yeah. Damn, yeah, it's full. It's it, yo, yo, yo. Is that is that front, back, and both sleeves, or is it just front and sleeves? It's just the, the front and sleeves. Oh, that'd be badass. I wonder. I wish they would be a back print on that bitch. I wonder what it would be. Yeah, I guess. Um, I don't know. It, it's already kind of busy with the the front print. I guess so. Listen, man. Long sleeves. As soon as you start throwing logos on the side of the sleeves, that fucker is busy already. Might as well throw a back print to it too. Might as well. I mean, I guess it was already like a fucking thirty dollar, thirty five dollar long sleeve. So I imagine if he put some like back print on it, it would have been like forty five dollars. Uh, could you imagine? Okay, never mind. Yeah. I see what you're going on. Okay, probably yeah. be expensive. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, man. Um, how you doing? What's good with you? Good. I'm. I'm doing all right. Just. Uh, Keeping busy. Have you seen this the show Euphoria yet? Did I already ask you this? <sighs> fucking yes. My my wife. Uh, she uh, she listens. She watches it all the time. Fucking yes. What uh, what what? Otherwise uh, known as what, cool what, drug using sex having high school kids. <laughs> <laughs> fucking whatever. <laughs> it's like it's like really wonderfully shot. Like the cinematography is amazing, but it's kind of sort of just gratuitously glorifies like underage drug use and sex yo kind of, kind yo of it's it's dude it's it's all good i got no complaints i uh i just literally have been watching only cartoons and skit comedy and sketch comedy since like forever so like anything that's sh- like hey have you ever seen the new drama i'm like i don't i will not partake don't care don't give a fuck like fuck that shit like yeah have you have yeah, you watched breaking bad yet is that something that you so so uh i the my 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 things that i've given into through the years and it would be due to my significant other that i'm with is breaking bad and game of thrones are the only things that i've ever watched in the whole scheme literally other than that dude it is just sketch comedy and fucking cartoons for me i don't give a fuck about drama shit i got i'm right there with you breaking bad life's already so dude Life's already so sad. I got no time for drama. Like, like shit. No, it's like, basically it's like trauma porn, you know, in a way. Yeah, like, I, I got just, no time for that. This is like but requiem. Like, this is like requiem the dream, the series. But here is where you and I differ. Requiem for a dream. 
Rec Room for a Dream. Uh, but this is where you and I differ, where, uh, I know you specifically. You are okay with tapping into a song in order to feel sad and accept the sadness. I would like to most of all avoid the sadness through music because once again life is already sad enough where when I watch things and I listen to things I don't give a fuck about like oh you gotta feel like I feel enough already as it is like in life like I would like to tap out <laughs> actually with like viewing things and listening to things but yeah right that's why like, I play I literally, you know, video games I've never, escapism I've never like speaking of North, which <laughs> yeah no but, but like being from North Dakota like like with like country music that was the whole thing it was just like it's so sad I can't I can't do this shit dude like you can't handle it I know so. that Levi you won't appreciate this necessarily but just for our listeners and our gamers rise up uh, mm? I've been I've been playing through the Resident Evil remastered series and it's it's a whole lot of fun it's really taking me back to is that freshman that's, year that's, zom- that's zombie shit right it's zombie shit yeah Word. It's it's really fun. Really, just tons of jump scares, and honestly, the series holds up today. Is know, there the puzzles are still great? Is there music to that, or is it just like? <laughs> they they only really use they use a score, but it's like really sparingly, and it's only to like really okay. build like the dramatic effect. The Otherwise, dramatic it's okay. the score is pretty scant though. It's mostly just like ambient strings, if anything. Are there any zombie, like, video games or, like, shit out there that are just, like, straight up just, like, metal playing all the time? Are there video games that just have metal playing? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of games that have, excuse me, really awful, like, metal scores. Um, one of them actually... Yeah, yeah, like, I, I get what you're saying there. Like, like really Death cheesy, Punch, weird, random shit, like, yeah. And, like, sort of just, like, thrashy, like, really shreddy, like, guitar kind of stuff is really typical for a lot of, like, shooters and such, but, um... One uh, game that does have a pretty good like metal score is Doom, like the new 2017 Doom. I want to say it's got like word? a score. Yeah, the the guy who composed it is really like good with like metal vernacular. And I believe Chad from Frontier is actually on that game, if I'm not mistaken. He, like pr- provides screens. Doom Eternal, right? Is that what we're? Maybe it's Doom Eternal that he's on actually. Yeah. But, yep. Yeah. Shout out. All right. Same all right, series. So, like the it's the rebooted Doom series that we're talking about here. So that, that's actually one title that I would cite as having like pretty good integration of like using metal. That's that's good and not just like butt rock. Yeah, there's a yeah, it's like metal's it's like metal metal. Okay, that's not Van Halen with yeah. double bass, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you and I have spoken about this before. Just before we get we start this podcast, but like I, you know, I just got into that. It's always sunny. Uh, podcast. And so you good. Told me to cut listen that. to it, but cut like that, 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 that one that. where they check in and they're like, <laughs> like, like that band. We saw the stickers thrice and uh, Avenged Sevenfold, and they actually had to look up all three guys had to look up like if Avenged Sevenfold was a real band. I was like, and, holy fuck. And of course they hated shit. Avenged like, Sevenfold. Holy. They looked up an awful Avenged Sevenfold song. Well, apparently it was like too. the it, it was the most listened song and it sounded like it was just an intro, basically. So yeah, it's just like, oh. Right. He's like, well, <laughs> that riff that just goes on forever. That was just a riff for about two minutes there. Yeah, yeah just like, yeah, fuck, all right. Yeah, that's good. They were not sold on Avenged Sevenfold and understandably but, so because Avenged but, Sevenfold But what was a bummer, they... they 
they were not sold on Thrice all as well, which is a bummer because Thrice. That's a bummer because yeah. Thrice is a good band. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's good I think objectively speaking, they're pretty good. Not like one of my favorite bands or anything, but. But also, it's like it's almost like literally like Avenged Sevenfold. It's almost like at this point, it's like, oh, I didn't know Pantera was a band. Where it's like this band is like so like at that like hyper <laughs> huge like they are, like they don't like commercialized all, level. Like That's it's them. like if you didn't, okay, I guess you just don't listen to this kind of thing. Anyway, all right. No, they're clearly um, not music fans. You can just tell by their conversations. They have absolutely no fucking knowledge of, of music shit whatsoever. And they stopped it at that point, which I appreciated. Because at that point, they're, they're like, like, we're out of our element. We're out of our element, yeah. I respect that. Yeah, you gotta know when to, when to stop. So the first band we're going to talk about is Rolo Tomasi. And Rolo Tomasi are a five-piece progressive metal band from the UK. Uh, with, of course, Eva Spence now having relocated to the States. Uh, she's actually now Eva Corman, excuse me, uh, married to Jesse Corman of The Number 12 Looks Like You. Mm-hmm. Little, little tabloid gossip there for you. <laughs> little math core gossip. Um, and then uh, they, well, they just released their sixth studio album, Where Myth Becomes Memory, on February 4th, which was produced by Louis Johns, who produced uh, their last album, Time Will Die and Love Will Bury It. And he's worked with like Employed to Serve and Palm Reader and Loathe and like a bunch of other super good UK bands. Uh, very good, uh, thick pedigree going on there for sure. Yeah, this album does sound amazing. The production is super, super good. I especially like the the role that Soft Keys play on this album. They play a much bigger role this time around. It's kind of like a far cry from like their mathcore roots, but it has like a lot of <laughs> yeah. depth and they, they spend a lot of time building atmosphere on this thing. So first of all, everybody, shocker! A band that's been around for seventeen years has of uh, has uh, adjusted their sound a little bit, right? Uh, but yeah, um, I would say overall, um, there is such a fucking atmospherically dense and heavy sound that this album takes in that um, they I, I wouldn't say they didn't have before. They have just like slowly built up to, and um, it's not. Fully my cup of tea at this point in my ears, but like, god damn it, was this a fucking ride? Um, overall, as an album, as a full piece, this was amazing. Uh, so many layers with the guitars, the swells, just like uh, they, they, the guitars swell and they also subside, just like it is everywhere. Um, it's very I, oceanic in that way, isn't it? It really, I. I didn't want to say it, but you you said it. But yeah, it really it just it felt like I was swept away by this album, and um, I would really treat this as an entirety. Uh, each tr- track, specifically, if you were to show me it, I would might just say nah. But overall, this really grabbed me. Um, my favorite track was "Cloaked," that really took me in. But one of the better cuts for sure. That's like one of like Whew. the more metal tracks, if you will. That, right, shocker, right? So that that's Naturally. what that's what <laughs> yeah. that's what grabbed me with that one. But mm-hmm. uh, man, I, I got to tell you, just uh, overall, I, I was really impressed with this. Uh, I like that years. song though. Just to quickly before you, yeah. you talk yeah, about yeah, anything cloaked. else, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, the reason I like that song is because it's got some great odd meters, and I, I noticed specifically that there's like a groove in ten, and then it's alternating bars of ten and seven, and it like briefly. Uh, like hints at a chorus and then brings the chorus in like fully. It's that's a that's Back, a fucking well written yeah. song. Yeah, that groove and that chorus is where it really fucking just grabbed me. And I mean, it's, it's it's a track where I you know. I like to listen to the whole album, but that one cloaked. I fucking went back three or four times before I went to the rest of the fucking album. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's what that took me. So 
Yeah. Yeah, they definitely still have teeth on that note. They like the brutal parts are still there as much as they've sort of like moved into like more of like a progressive metal kind of atmosphere, atmospheric building sort of thing and less uh, on chaotic sort of stuff. They've, they've really got a good handle on like loud, soft dynamics. This is a really dynamic yeah. uh, album. And then, but again, they used to have those, they had those ultimately moments that are, that are very heavy and impactful too. They make the, the, uh, the dynamics make those heavier moments more impactful. That is to say, Mm-hmm. I think I ultimately enjoy this a lot more than Time Will Die and Love Will Bury It. <laughs> Absolutely. I will agree with you. Absolutely. I, I felt like, I mean, there was moments I felt I was were a like, little, I was very bored in that album. And, you know, there, there was definitely uh, some tracks that I was a little meh on, on this one. For example, Closer, uh, Closer rather, it sounds like a 90s alt-rock song, basically. I couldn't shake the fact that it sounds like Donna Lewis's I Love You Always Forever. <laughs> Do you know wow. that song? Yeah. Hey, I listen, I know Donna Lewis, baby. Forever. It's all, yeah. yeah. It sounds like that fucking song. For, for some reason, it, the, the, the progression is, is like just vaguely reminiscent, just enough that I, I, couldn't, I couldn't shake that. I opened my progressive metal mind when I listened to this album. It was kind of like when I listened, like listened to Contortionist, Between the Buried and Me, anything like that. Just like I'm like, all right, Levi, just like, there's, it's just not gonna be breakdowns and like riffs. You have gotta really accept everything else. And just like that, like, but I, I see where you're going with that. Absolutely. But that was like the only track that I was really, I was like adverse to. There's so many other really, really good songs aside from Cloaked. Uh, Almost Always was really good as well. Almost Always was a banger. That was mm-hmm. a good one. Yep. Yeah, great, great guitar work on that. Great synth. Uh, I love the way it, it sounds almost like a Seeger Ross cut, the way they, they come in with those vocals, and it's like almost kind of electronic um, or maybe a softer moment of Death Heaven even. I see where you're going with the Seeger Ross there. I see that. Okay, okay. Yeah, reminding yeah. me quite a bit of Seeger Ross on that opening track for sure. Labyrinthine was really good too. Massive, thick intro on that thing. Loving that earwig main riff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The drums kept really throwing me on where the one was. I couldn't, I couldn't like follow it, but I guess it's just in four, just sort of <laughs> a music nerd thing uh, to, to speak of. But yeah, just I thought it was worth noting that the drums were kind of like wonky on that track. Drip was super good too. I, th- I think that was probably my favorite track ultimately. Just huge build up on that giant mm-hmm. double bass and mm-hmm. fucking chugging riffs on it. Really great vocals from Eva on this track in particular, especially uh, like when she's like. Take my hand, let's slip beneath the surface. Oh, fuck. She's got some great fucking lyrics in this album. I didn't write mm-hmm. a lot of it down. I actually, I fucked up on that, but Eva fucking, she, you got some good parts in here. Like that, yeah, overall, I, I, I would like to say, not. I mean, uh, vocally, whatever, I'm just saying lyrically, Eva's got some uh, really heavy, like grabs me by the fucking ears, like listen to me, that kind of parts, so... Yeah, for sure. She's got a lot of good moments. And in particular, I think Drip is like one of her strongest moments vocally. Uh, I also really like the earwig keyboard arpeggios that follow that. And then they, they just hit this China symbol one time and it goes back into like that main chugging minor third riff. Yep. All in all, my yep. favorite track on the album for sure. Yep. Yep. The key part on it gets stuck in my head a lot, actually. Pre-Science is also a fucking banger too. That galloping triplet kind of riff. Another one of Eva, Eva's best moments on the album. Not one to refuse and so far misused. Pattern abuse. Immerse yourself. Prepare for the fight. And that's what keeps me up at night. Ooh. That's a fucking, that's a really good moment right there as well. Um, 
what's our math core uh, index uh, track? Uh, I want to say I want to say drip. I think it's drip personally. What was your favorite track again? I, um, my favorite track was cloaked. cloaked, but I see where you're saying drip as far as the you know, the the podcast and everything. Yeah. No, I mean, actually, ultimately, Cloaked is probably the better podcast song, but hear me out on this. I think that, well, it's, you know, it's because it's more like a math core kind of track, but Drip is uh-huh. like, but Drip is a track that kind of showcases what they're capable of doing, like, melodically and less just, like, you know, brutally, if you will. Yeah, fuck it. Let's give them Drip. I like that. Cool. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Drip, which is track six from Where Myth Becomes Memory, which is Rolo Tomasi's new album that came out on February 4th. Here we go.
So that was Drip, which is track six from Rilo Tomasi's new album, Where Myth Becomes Memory, and that came out on February 4th. So the next band we're going to talk about is Heavy Meta. And uh, Heavy Meta are a four-piece progressive metal mathcore outfit from Lowell, Massachusetts. Lots of good bands coming out of that town. Indeed, I will agree. And they just released their new album, Mana Regmata, on February 11th. And the name of the game with this band basically is just zany, head-spinning prog riffs with an element of chaos and unpredictability that uh, could certainly be described as mathcore. I would say bass-heavy in the riffs overall, sure. right? Just, I mean, I want to get that out there. Just very thick, you know? Thick mix, bass-heavy mix. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and on average, though, their, their style kind of reminds me more of BT Bam than it does of Dillinger, you know? They, they do have those very, like, non-sequitur kind of moments that are sort of bungle, though, so I guess maybe you could kind of get the T-dub I would say I get the bungle out of them a lot. More, yeah. Um, yeah, more. More bungle than anything. Um, I do view these guys as more... Um, uh, a sweet, groovy, bassy, proggy, but very zany, I guess, in the way they, <laughs> they approach everything. Uh, it, I, I mean, so uh, Christian and I don't speak much of the bands before we, like, get to the podcast, but this one today we were definitely texting each other about. Um, I feel uh, I would like Heavy Meta to, to let us know if this is a concept album if, uh, uh, or not. Uh, we, I could not make I that myself, determination by reading the lyrics. I, I, I could not either. Um, the reason uh, I ask this is because I do feel that the length of the tracks and the length of the album is a lot. It's a lot to digest uh, for the just an album, I guess. Uh, and uh, that's basically it. Every track is over six minutes, basically. and then Every track clears five minutes, and some of them five, are pushing seven minutes. and eight. Yeah. I, I gotta I gotta agree with you. I think this band has a tendency to be a bit long winded. It's I mean, long winded. Yes. It's not to say that they're like wasting time or anything. Like they're not like repeating a bunch of things. You know, it's not like the compositions are uh, weighed down with with like repeats or whatever. Um, they're pretty staggering and they feel pretty cohesive. It's just that sometimes the payoff for my favorite parts are just a bit too delayed. Um, and they're sometimes they're they're gone too quickly as well, I think, is the other thing. So here's the kicker, though. Um, uh, we talked about this album earlier today, and I told you that I had to listen to it in parts. I listened to it in three parts. Um, I didn't want to be biased on this album, so I did have to give myself breather. And it would be like, all right, track one to three. All right. All right, come back. Three to six. I would relap, you know, that kind of thing. So I wasn't missing anything. Um, ultimately though, uh, I just feel that it was too much. It was just, it was a lot. Uh, but the lyrically, lyrically, if I go to band camp and I read all the lyrics and all these songs, I fucking love the lyrics because Levi likes, likes to read the lyrics. Spot on. They're very amazing. kind of like sci-fi and sword and sorcery Dude. kind of. <laughs> Sign me up. I feel like I'm wandering through the dunes with like a fucking like a, a 
cloth around my fucking face, you know, just trying to figure it all out, you know? Like, it's great. Um, I really do enjoy what Heavy Meta... I feel like Heavy Meta, even the band name, is really trying to get something across. But, yeah, it's a lot, I mean, for the album. Um, And that's a really... It's challenging, I think, is what we're getting at. It's challenging. It really is challenging, yeah. But, damn, man, the lyrics are fucking tight. I fucking love the lyrics. This is just one of the most intensely musically dense projects i've heard in a second like it's yep. uh yeah you really need quite a few listens on this thing to sort of really take in what they're doing because there's so many fucking riffs on on this album yeah. it's just it's riff after riff after riff it's basically a clinic and off-kilter prog riffs you know it really is with a lot, a lot of, of melody too they really pack a lot of like melodic content in there too as well the groove, the groove is there. Where once again, I feel like I'm fucking riding, riding on my motorcycle out into the fucking sunset. You know, like it's fucking, it's thick, it's good, dude. Like I really like it in that element. <laughs> uh, I would say lyrically, uh, "Caffeine Casket" is my favorite lyrics, and then uh, the favorite track is just as far as the groove goes. Uh, I believe it's dilute. Delusions, delusions. You got to fucking delusions. Yeah. Delusions. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, that that that's my that's that's my shit. I was kind of meh on both of those, to be honest with you. For you, to talk son about, of a bitch. <laughs> to talk about, I mean, I, I'll tell you about my favorite tracks in a second. But just to talk about caffeine casket first, it took a bit too long to get going for me. Although I, I think it has some really creative riffs, like riffage though. Yeah. Um, yep. I also did really enjoy the the brief sung passage towards the end. So it's a good track. It just takes, you know, once again, as I was saying earlier, it's just to get to my favorite part, I got to get like four or five minutes into any given song. You got to put a lot of work into it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to invest a lot of time in this band. Delusions was the same situation. It's, it's, I mean, it really is, is, is it's just packed full of riffs, but none of them are as like standout or uh, better executed than they are on other songs. You know what I'm saying? It's just, uh, it does have a fun, really like melodic breakdown sequence though. I did like that part. Uh, I think it's the part where it's like, um... no, I'm thinking of Two Fly. Two Fly is a great track where it's like, Two Fly. Two Fly. You know the riff I'm talking about, right? Yep. That fucking what a goddamn earwig! So they they do have once really, again very groovy. It's great, man. It's fucking catchy as shit. Yeah, they have some really catchy ass parts. Like to say something positive, because uh, we I just been like sort of shitting on those two tracks. Uh, but, <laughs> but you got to put in the work. <laughs> you know that whole I, thing. It's like, like I disliked any track. I'll I'll say that. You know, there's I was kind of like lukewarm on a few of them, but yeah, definitely there's some super good stuff on this. Psalms 4 was the other one that I really liked, too. Uh, Psalms 4 was fucking banger. Yep. And yeah, I, I lyrically think that that's... Lyrically as well, I enjoyed mm-hmm. that one as... That, yep, yep. What's funny about that track is it's also the eight-minute one, though, you know? So naturally, I, <laughs> I, I I always say how I have an issue with these long tracks, and then I'm like, oh, actually, the longest track on the album is the one that's, like, the most impressive compositionally, of course, because they really got a chance to sort of, you know, uh, sort of looking for here, kind of just really string out those those parts they're not even like repeating you know what i'm saying it's like they're the parts are so long yeah anyway yeah i I thought that track was pretty goddamn impressive technically compositionally um and once again some super exciting development about five minutes into it so uh the opener was really good blast assist uh 
staggering amount of warming, meandering, elongated rifts. It's almost like proto-thrash in a way that kind of recalled uh, the Prague mathcore progenitors Voivod. Voivod. <laughs> can never fucking yep. see that band's name. I always go Void Void Voivod. I don't know. <laughs> Good old Void Void. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have like I had to like go and edit my post about it today like four fucking times. I was like, wait, what is this? Is it is Voivod? <laughs> oh, auto, I I guess autocorrect also really fucking enjoys that shit too. No, my my thing's like Void Dweller. <laughs> <laughs> hmm? I'm like yes, but not right now. <laughs> Um, uh, Worms was pretty good too actually very catchy head bobbing riff although I did feel like the organ kind of drowns out the vocals in the beginning actually I felt overall the vocals were sort of buried in the mix on this album Hmm. but also strangely like uncharacteristic for a project like this you know they're kind of like almost Black Dahlia Murder-esque in the way he like, does that, that modern high fry, you know? It's it's scathy. It's it's very exactly. like um like Bongzilla. Like it's just like this like like there's like a heavy groove and then just like a lot of scathy vocals. Like the scathy vocals are like too like turned up enough in the mix where like they do stand out, but like mm-hmm. it is very boring. Like it's just a lot of just it's just scathy vocals. That's what's going on the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. The vocals are another reason that I would compare them to Voivod. And yeah. kind of like throwbacky sort of I don't want to say it's an well, not an old style, but I guess it is at this point. Old man moment. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Kevin yeah. Kevin's blown out in the chat. He's just fucking like, I'm not even reading the chat right to... now because I'm yeah. just trying to focus on what I'm saying. I'm pretty I'm a little on the stone side. <laughs> Uh, good shit, dude. I've got some shit in my fucking my right eye right now, and it's just killing me. I'm, I'm that's that weed, I, I, brother. You got I'm weed a, in your eye, man. I got weed <laughs> in my... tell you what. <laughs> no, I'm like I'm afraid that I like I touched my butthole and then touched my eye or something in my sleep. You know, I don't know what happened, but it's like a little uh, a little on the inflamed side. A little <laughs> you touched my butthole. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't consciously touch my asshole and then touch my face, just for our listeners, you know. I'm very but, concerned. Uh, it, I'm right very concerned, though. I'm very concerned Actually, as well. <laughs> yeah, chat, stop. <laughs> uh, just to reiterate for our listeners, if you become a Patreon supporter, you can sit on the live cast and say funny stuff in the chat. We love that. Potentially harass um, us. <laughs> one, one thing I um, didn't yeah. enjoy so much is that they ended the album with an instrumental. I, I hate this trend. It, that I mean, they, the outro does go hard and it does have a really great, super catchy riff, but there's no vocals. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'd rather I'd rather take it at the end than in the middle. I, I really don't need a fucking breaker. I don't need a fucking interlude. I don't need an intermission. You know, you gotta take it at like, the end. Okay, that's fair. I take it at the end. Honestly, like as far as something like this, like uh, especially with this, where I'm already like digesting a lot of fucking music in the in the time frame you know like vicious yeah, wishes is the track we're talking about Dude, just yeah just give me that at the end for sure that's a good track though to be fair i mean it's, it's sort of annoyed as i was by the lack of vocals well actually there is a, a brief vocalese but it's just like wordless vowels you know just sort of like a choral feature really I mean, it's a flash it, in the i pan. mean it, it's an inner it's an instrumental and i just feel like uh how they there i mean there's so much time invested in like strength in this album i don't know why you would just write out and just like riffs and just sounds you know what i'm saying like i don't know just ended better yeah but other than that work. yeah there, it's 
yeah, there's, there's a lot to this album. I feel ultimately it's solid and um, like this, the, it's very well performed. It's just I think that you need to be kind of a bit of a prog fan to enjoy it. If you like bands like King Crimson and BT Bam, Dream Theater, uh, Mr. Bungle, stuff that's like kind of progressive but also zany. Take the ride, man. This is going to be right up your alley. Hit play, fucking yeah. go. Yeah, hit, yeah, yeah. but it's definitely a ride. You got to invest the time, man. It's fucking over an hour. So Yeah, for sure. <laughs> do um, it up. <laughs> actually, I don't know how long. Is it an hour? Is, it's like 50 minutes or something like that? or It's like 54 minutes, I think, yeah. 54 minutes, uh, almost an Something hour. Almost I texted it to you. Almost don't gotcha. quote me on that. <laughs> almost gotcha. Almost. Very close. So what track are you thinking, Levi? I think probably Worms would be the one that I would I would pick for the podcast. For the podcast, I, I hear you out, Worms. Let's do that. Cool. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and play for you Worms, which is track three from Heavy Meta's new album, Mana Regmata, and that came out on February 11th. Here we go. Unknown, unknown, it's the ones we don't know, we don't know. 
All right, so that was Worms, which is track three from Mana Rigmata, which is Heavy Meta's new album that came out on February 11th. So next, we're going to give you some Mathcore news. There's quite a bit of news this month, actually. For a change. But let's see here. Black Matter Device have just announced their new full length album, Autonomous Weapons. They're going to release on April 22nd via Dark Trail Records, our companion label. <coughs> and uh, Black Sheep Wall and Pound have announced a West Coast run of spring dates, April 12th through 16th. What a fucking good combination, Black Sheep Wall and Pound. Doesn't that just like make so much sense? Um, unexpected, but once you think about it, you're like, yep. That's exactly what should happen. Absolutely disgusting down-tempo from both of them. So A little bit of math core from, from Pound as well. A little sprinkle. And another great tour announcement. Uh, Brooklyn and Baltimore math grinders Thin and The Wind in the Trees, who have also just announced their new split EP, which is coming out on March 11th via 12-gauge records. Seven-inch in multiple variants. Very right, bold, baby. very fucking strong to do that. Indeed. Good good split. Like, that makes so much sense. That is sense, rather. That is a uh, incredibly good pairing of bands. Agreed. And, yeah, they're going to do a, a run of East Coast and Midwest dates. So you can look forward to that. Uh, an announcement that's sure to have a lot of people excited. Scene OGs, the Red Chord, have just revealed their appearance at this year's Metal and Beer Fest, which features acts like Cannibal Corpse, Full of Hell, uh, Voivid, Vivid, Full of Hell. Uh, I already said Full of Hell, didn't I? Yeah, a lot, a lot of bands. Aside from those four, uh, they're going to be. Don't bring weed. There's going to be a cop there now. So don't do this. I was getting, so hold on, I'm getting, I'm getting there. there. Give me one second. Watch out, everybody. <laughs> you think really I'm going to talk about this on the podcast I, I and just, not bring no, it up? No, no, I just stuck it in there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Relax. All right, we're getting there. We're getting there. So, yeah, um, they're going to be performing clients in its entirety was the last thing I wanted to say. But unfortunately, uh, hanging over the top of this announcement is the career choice of Guy Kozowick, who is a fucking cop, as Levi just pointed out. So, um, yeah, and a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people were very, very quick to express their subsequent disinterest. So, yeah. I mean, better very. It sucks. It it sucks. There's a picture of him with Trump and everything. It's just ugh, done. Yeah, it's that cool that uh, it's cool that you signed Deadwater Drowning, but go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good on you, guy. It's all good. <laughs> Damn, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. It's like it's like yeah, I I really yourself. enthusiastically loved their catalog growing up, and it's uh, it's a, a disappointment. A lot of people that I respected in bands growing up have turned out to be really fucking shitty people. Shocker. Yeah. Shocker. It's a bummer. Mm. Uh, something <laughs> more positive note: uh, the homies in Half Slug have just released a new single, "Clarity Through Ash." Half Vocals? Slug, fucking keep going. Keep going. Keep, keep going. going. Don't you give go. us just fucking dude. Don't give us a single. Keep you going. Bend. Play. <laughs> I want. I want to see these guys keep going, dude. Dance, fucking monkeys. Dance for our amusement. <laughs> but no, I, honestly, I, I yeah, I, I I wish it was more than just a single. Well, the thing is, I I noticed that the vocals are sounding a bit different on this guy. It's like he's Evans trying a little something different. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know if I like it as much as the other stuff. I'm afraid to say. I I would take the other, but yeah. 
But there, there is new half slug, so there's that. Let's see here, uh, UK Progressive Metalcore Mathcore Outfit Ithaca have just announced their new AP, their new LP. That is, they fear us, which is out July 29th. Sort of a bit on the melodic side, but I guess they've kind of always been sort of melodic, haven't they? Yep. I'm sort of like a newcomer to them. I sort of slept on their last one, but uh, after I gave it a couple of listens, I'm now a believer. I've tapped in. I'm, I'm, I'm basically like less than you probably on that side. I've just like listened to them at some point. Just know. an example of, of an, another great UK band. Like UK just putting out some of the best metalcore bands. I'll agree with you there, man. Pupil Slicer, fucking others, other bands. Yep. Frontier. Yep. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, totally Unicorn just dropped a new full-length album, High Spirits, Low Life, which is super good, and I imagine we'll be covering it next episode. I'm really loving it. I jammed it like three times on release day, so. <laughs> so this one, this this one, uh, next one is very very exciting. I can I can barely even get it out actually. The Sawtooth Grin are officially in the studio, and they have posted a number of studio teasers. I was about to text you, dude. I just looked at my Instagram. Holy fucking shit. They are actively in the studio. How amazing is that? Very cool. And they've uh, actually been reunited with drummer John Carroll, too, for this cut. So, very exciting. Let's see here. Pound, along with that run with uh, Black Sheep Wall, they just announced a full U.S. spring tour, April 8th through May 15th. Like, all of the United States, so kudos to them. Dude, how busy. Just two fucking motherfuckers. <laughs> like, how crazy is that? I imagine that touring is a little easier for two people in that circumstance. I mean, they have a lot of drums really? to move, but... You think? <laughs> yeah, that's Don't shame me. <laughs> just saying, yeah, duh. It's like, that's amazing. I mean, literally, like, shout it bound. Like, just like, that's amazing that you guys, like, are crushing it. And then just, like, kudos to just being two of you. Like, that's just that much easier, you know? Let's see here. Def Club have just dropped a new single. Uh, they just announced a new P EP as well called Bad Songs Forever, which drops on May 6th via the band's label 31G Records. Really, really enjoyed the full length. Uh, as much as we kind of um, did the super predictable thing of, of comparing it to The Locust, which was uh, <laughs> probably not so welcomed by the band members other than Justin Pearson. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, I really enjoyed it, so I'm looking forward to this new EP. The, the single they dropped is good, and uh, I believe it has a, a cover or two on it as well, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, These Arms Are Snakes have just announced a Rarities and B-Side release. Hopefully they're going to be coming back and playing some shows. That would be nice. If, if, especially if, if Botch is not going to do any shows. I feel that any band that would do this and then not do a line of shows would be a, a disservice. Even if it's like a line of local shows, just in like the state you're in. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of thing. Yeah, that's why it was so confusing for Botch to like announce all this merch stuff and their albums being streamable again and then be like, and then Brian being like but no, no shows at all. No shows, absolutely not. There's no chance. So why, what is the fuck? I don't even care then. You're gonna stop Minus the Bear... Like he's, I don't even think Su maybe Sumac actually just recorded an album, but you know that that just was really that, that kind of was shitty to hear. They could just mm -hmm. be trying to throw us off the trail though, but I'm not gonna hold my breath. 
This was pretty cool. Bandcamp app just announced. Well, Bandcamp uh, just announced their app now supports queuing, that is playlisting, so you can listen to multiple albums and tracks from your collection without interruption. That's not a commercial. That is a full, this is an endorsement. Because it's, uh, it's good. Bandcamp is good. Pretty tight. Pretty good. Yeah, about pretty fucking good time. Yeah, they, yep. They've still got a lot of work to do to compete with um, you know all the other platforms. I really wish that it would sort of help me catalog my listening habits and sort of like fluidly link with Last FM. That would be nice. That would be amazing. Yep. So at the end of the year, I could sort of just generate like what my play count was. It sort of bugs the shit out of me that I can't see that. Anyway, uh, but little improvements here and there. Uh, so Voivod, as we were speaking about earlier, just dropped a new album on February 11th. This band is like. 30 plus years old if I'm not mistaken so fucking crazy that they're able to put out music that is like still good at their age <laughs> it's so crazy dude the, yeah they're it, better than most of their contemporaries lame, yeah. you know what I'm saying like everyone who's their age who is still playing music are nowhere near as good as they are in my mind mm-hmm. like they're, for older cats they, they play good same with, with core cats too uh, new despised <laughs> icon is in the works Alex Arian and uh, What's-His-Face, the guitarist, posted a picture together. They're writing stuff, so that's cool. Uh, speaking of bands that have just fucking been going for 20-plus years and are still Forever. super good. They're still still really good, too. I think that every album they put out is, like, is good. I mean, it's, like, it's progressively, like, not as inspired <laughs> album to album now since, uh, yeah. since Day of Mourning. I think since Day of Mourning, they've kind of been, like, a, on a downward progression. But I, they I mean they kind of like broke up too, or went on hiatus for a bit as well. Mm. A little phoned in. Yeah, not quite as not quite as good as in, or, in, or as inspired. Even. Every fest is just off the fucking chain this year. In particular, Dance Gavin Dance just announced the full Swan Fest 2022 lineup, which is April 23rd at Heart Health Park in Sac. Features animal animals as leaders: Knocked Loose, Covet, Fall of Troy, Hail the Sun. Kubla Khan, CU Space Cowboy, Vela Maya, and Volumes. So stupid, stupid good lineup. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it for your, your math core news. So next, we're going to talk about the Awful Den. The Awful Den are a three-piece math core band from Phoenix, Arizona. And they just released their new album, Anachronisms, on January 22nd. Well, I, I say new album because they just released it, but apparently this material had been shelved for several years uh, up until now. I think like 2017 or 2018, if I, if I read that correctly. Or maybe it's an EP. I don't know. It's like it barely clears 20 minutes over eight tracks, but there seems to be some underlying ideas that kind of like tie these tracks together, you know? Like, one actually clears six <clears throat> minutes yep. as well. So uh, I'm inclined to qualify this as an album experience because it's sort of about uh, being out of time or arrhythmic, which is sort of... Uh, that's almost an oxymoron in the, the context of mathcore, isn't it, to be arrhythmic? So you would expect everything in mathcore to be very rhythmic. But, um, yeah, they, they sort I- of... In the way that they exercise metric modulation... And tempo push and pull, it really does create this very jarring, very wonky, very unorthodox 
experience uh, that is also very informed by jazz too. They've got a lot of jazz breaks. For... They have a lot of jazz. Absolutely, absolutely. I would say that this is uh, <laughs> get your avant-garde counter going. This is avant-garde. You know, with how unorthodox some of these performances are. Some of them almost feel like a bit uh, semi-improvised, wouldn't you say? Yes. Um, as well, um, in the Bandcamp description of this album, uh, you I mean, I'm not sure if you saw this, but like, it just, they started off with, this album has been sitting on, on the per- proverbial shelf for years. So this is like a kind of accumulated or just a sat on idea. So this is not fresh. You know what we're what we're reviewing here is uh, uh, the past, I guess, and it is now coming to be. Uh, so yeah, um, for that, um, I was pretty open minded after I read that uh, with the Bandcamp description. Um, it just uh, kind of zany, uh, mathy, you know, just accepted it what for what it was because it just it wasn't fresh, you know. So, but it it kind of in a way does feel fresh to me i mean it doesn't feel well, i mean like, i understand but I'm like, it doesn't I just, feel dated after reading i guess that, yeah totally. i mean after reading I that i was like i was like oh all right well, i guess i'm just going to this just like is this something that was just sitting on the shelf that being said i hope that this leads them to gigging again because this material's fucking good like it would be a I shame agree. if pe- people I weren't agree. able to experience this live yep because it really is the 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 way they utilize rhythm is really creative like rhythmically this is very unorthodox uh, Dude, very number twelve. I very fucking number love 12. it for that. I just uh, you spot like uh, <clears throat> with the Mathcore Index uh, description earlier in your story. I saw that and I was like, "Dude, absolutely." 100%. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I, I kind of with with that description, I was like, "Oh, so I'm just like reviewing a, a back catalog." Like, oh, all right, all right. It, it kind of reminded me of Heavy Heavy Lolo in in some ways as well. Or Lie by Mistake was another one that kept coming to me, too. Just Absolutely. Lie by Mistake, non The original jazz Absolutely. core band. Yep. Yep. Sar from Washington, too, was another one that sort of occurred to me. Same very similar kind of almost noise rock related adjacent, rather, sounds that are still math core, you know? Mm-hmm. This comparison is probably a bit off aesthetically, but I was reminded of Car Bomb quite a bit, again, with the way that they bend you know push and pull time the same way uh, that that the car bomb do you know mm-hmm. so it's like metric modulation essentially mm-hmm. i think that they maybe picked the uh the wrong song to end the album with though i feel like southern samba which is the six minute track that should have been the closer that's like an epic epic I mean, track <clears throat> uh, yeah it, sorry to, uh, yeah but uh it's it's six minutes just like throw it to the end like it's already like a pretty short release right it's just like i'm not even saying to put it on the end because it's long i'm just saying because it felt like more climactic it felt like more of a finale than the actual i'm with you there actually closes the ep out yeah i was shorter with my description there i'm sorry about that but yeah i i felt just like a overall just like as far as an ep ish kind of release just Mm. yeah toss it at the at the end you know There's some really good cuts on this thing, just looking at the track listing. Ganymede, I think that's immediately a very likable song. It's got those nauseating, off-kilter guitar attack, which is something that kind of permeates the the rest of the album, too. That is my favorite track. It's almost like Gorguts or Bearing bearing Teeth in the way that they kind of use those, like, sickly-sounding guitar textures. 
I compared to uh, to uh, Gorguts uh, from my notes, but that's that, that's my favorite track. It fucking it goes super hard, and when they when they finally hit that breakdown too, whoo, my goodness, <laughs> it is <laughs> just it is such a disorienting effect. I can't decide if I want to puke or mosh. Touche, touche, sir. Yeah, Ganymede. That's a big banger for sure. I liked culty rhythms as well. Loving that brief breakdown sequence that collapses into like a jazz section, uh, with some singing that is like kind of honestly off key, but they really like make it work as part of like the whole disjointed nature of their like aesthetic. There's like a lot of disjointed stuff about this release. There's also a moment towards the end of that track, culty rhythms, where. The, this drum part comes in that legit sounds like it was sampled straight off Mario 64. It's like these coconut-sounding toms. I'm with you there. With I swear there. to God, it, it sounds like a Mario 64 level. Um, it makes me laugh every time, too. But it, it, it fucking ripped up. He just, he's rip-a-dipping on those things. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Glioblastoma Multiform was pretty fucking good. That was where I was getting the big, big number 12 vibes off that track for sure. Uh, Southern Samba, that was my, probably my, it's a bit long, but definitely one of the better cuts off this album. Like, I I like the fact that they managed just to keep it, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's like not, they don't re- repeat very many sections, but like, the way it progresses from like a, um, I don't know, just like kind of like a more of a math core cut to like a Spanish a Spanish, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's some very Spanish. Yeah. It's some kind of Spanish by Peter Griffin. No, yeah, it's very like Spanish influenced portion uh, with metal percussion. Uh, again, giving it that number twelve spin for sure. I, mean, I, lo- I love how that riff becomes an ostinato, which morphs back into the intro riff. Like really good, good songwriting, and then they close it out with the biggest breakdown of the album, which is why I felt like that was a better closing track, like theoretically speaking. Fucking well said. Well said, bud. I respect that. I like that. All right. Um, damn. So, like, is the last track our, our track? Like, no, we're going to give him Ganymede because that's more, really? a little more succinct. Okay. Yeah, right. we've, right. okay. we've already given our listeners two other six-minute tracks, so I think we'll go easy on them this time and give them the one that's Ooh. like two minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I like that. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and play Ganymede, which is track one from... The Awful Den's new album, Anachronisms, and that came out on did that come out? January 22nd. Here we go. Fever dreams of sinking my mind with digress. 
Christian's getting high, everybody. Call the cops. Call the cops right now. He's so arrested. He's so done. <laughs> Somebody call shit. Guy Kozilek. <laughs> call the cops. Call the cops. You're so done, dude. Where's my reward? I'll take the reward. Route, my friend. I don't care. Dude, your fucking pink skyline. Look at behind you. You got a fucking like a fucking like hyperwave lo-fi fucking vibe going on there. Look at you. What the fucking look at the sun making that tower pink. Oh, look at that. Good shit, man. Good shit. Gotta let my my views nuts hang real quick. Yep. All right. All right. So that was Ganymede, which is track one from the Awful Din's new album, Anachronisms. And that came out back in January. Really fucking good. Really, really enjoying that album. Solid. I've had it on repeat since it dropped, basically. So next, we're going to talk about Bygones. Sorry, <laughs> scroll back to my notes there. Bygones are a four-piece metalcore band from Israel. And they dropped an EP last year. I'm not going to call it their new EP because they came out on June 18th, which I know is a while back. But uh, this was on deck for a while, and I just finally wanted to work it into the rotation. We had a chance to wait until the next out, uh, the next band we cover after this one. <laughs> It'll be the same story. So yeah, <laughs> there's a couple uh, on this episode and next episode that are all old. We just we want to cover it because you know we're piss babies. <laughs> it is February, people. All right, we got to cover. Levi, some shit if you want to, if you want to veto him, just let me know, baby. We'll, we'll no, I won't. Answer. I would just, I just had to place. I, had, I had right. let everybody know. You'd like, act like you're there's upset. Nothing. Got it. There's, there's, there's a few. Typical. There's a few coming up. You see yeah. how he, you see how he treats me. <laughs> I just gaslit you like that. Like, oh, well, I don't know, man. Um, yeah. So there's this is a good album. This is a great EP, actually, as I would describe it. It's like 15 minutes of uh, metalcore, hardcore. There are a lot of elements that remind me of seminal bands like Converge or Botch, given the use of extensive buildups. Absolutely. A lot of buildups. A lot of subtle variation. The production, too, especially in the bass tone, it it really sounds like Nate Newton, like right off a Converge record. Yep. The, I mean, as far as an EP goes, I do appreciate it because with an EP, it's this one is relentless. Like, I don't want you to stop. Like, there's, there's no need for a breather. In, in an EP, uh, and this one definitely gave me that. Uh, yeah, yeah man, it's, a, just fucking... it's a quick, succinct listen for sure. They don't they don't waste yeah. any time on this thing. They really don't. Um, honestly, if you aren't sold even by just the opening track credit, like I can't help you. Like, like the, that that is what it is. The rest of the fucking album, man. You know, credits it's a ripper. ripper. It's yeah. very it's very energetic uh, with that rolling pull off. Uh, heavy riff and the the bass heavy mix, uh, yep. and the way they like kind of speed up the track towards the end as well. Yeah, that's a great um, track. One thing I noticed uh, is that they go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. Do you? Do you? I was gonna say I just appreciated how down tuned the guitars are. It's like really fun hearing the style of like converge informed metalcore with like drop D tuning or drop. Excuse me, drop G tuning rather. Dude, you took the words right out of my mouth. There's a little more groove to the converge that we usually aren't uh, familiar with. Um, I really enjoyed that. Uh, overall, know. it's kind of like sludgy huh? a bit, isn't it? Kind sludgy, of, yeah, sludgy, yeah. But like even sludge, name or, or Gaza, sludge, even. Sludge. 
Sludge has that groove, right? We're talking groove. I mean, there's that 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 heavy that heavy head head bob. I guess that's kind of where I'm going with that. Um, but ultimately, the EP's relentless uh, lyrics across the board really enjoyed. Uh, really hit hard. Uh, I guess Return to Sender would be the one that I had as far as the tracks go. Um, That's a great with track. Lyrics and everything. Yeah, Return to Sender would be what I like lyrically most. Favorite track as far as just groove, heaviness, and everything would be Coffee. Um, but overall, man, I'll fucking take any track on this EP, you know? That's funny like, you mentioned Coffee. I was a bit lukewarm on that track. I, I felt like the... Uh, that opening get it. drum salvo is a bit too familiar. I feel like they, they pulled that they pulled that from somewhere that I can't. That's nail kind of right maybe now, why but... I liked it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, <laughs> it just like it hit me. So that's yeah. that I, sounds I like that. the beginning of that. a it sounds like the beginning of one of the songs off Jane Doe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's just it's very gauzy, very convergy. Yeah. Name is. Name, name is another comparison yeah. that came to mind. They they sort of do the uh the same kind of you fail me style track that both uh, Gaza, Cult Leader, and Name have all done. They've all kind of like mimicked You Fail Me's title track in a way. Yeah. Kind of that same style, like similar kind of driving mid-tempo, sludgy kind of anthemic track. Yep. Uh, what what track would you play for, for the podcast? Oh, God. Uh, I think Credit is the one that we're going to play, but Return to Cinder is worth talking about for sure. Just speaking of like being sludgy and like mid-tempo, great angular guitars on that one. Yeah, like, that's, yep. that's the one that I was like, this reminds me of You Fail Me. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fake Gods, Failed Sons. <coughs> <coughs> Fuck me. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'll cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. Um <laughs> Yeah, Fake God's Failed Sons came across as a bit too, like, on-the-nose lyrically, uh, but it's still, like, a great track. They kind of, like, use the titular line in a way that is obvious, but, like, it's still, like, that. it yeah. still drives the song, though, like, really heavily um, emotionally and musically, though. Okay. So that that was a good cut. Um, I also like the the opening of The Burden wasn't for me, but, like... As it progresses, it gets like really satisfying, and like the way they they end, they close the EP with that track is nice. It's like kind of just like screaming and feedback, and uh, it's it's very cathartic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I would say credits the track that we should play for him though. Let's do it, man. Because that's kind of like got the the botchy convergy sort of side of the their sound. I think mm-hmm. our listeners will enjoy. So we're gonna go ahead and play for you credit, which is track one from. If an engine burns, which is Bygone's latest EP that came out last year on June 18th. Here we go. Yeah! 
highlights of that was Credit, which is track one from Bygone's new EP, well, latest EP, If an Engine Burns, which came out last year in June. So next, we're going to talk about Living Weapon. Living Weapon are a four-piece mathcore band from Boston, featuring bassist Jonathan Leboet, forgive me if I mispronounced that, and Jeremy Martin of Vane, guitarist of Vane, that is. Um, and they are on vocals and guitar, respectively, on this project. And this is Living Weapon's debut EP, uh, Paradise, which they dropped last year, again, going way back for this one, mm-hmm. uh, on August 19th. But it had uh, well had worth, to be well worth about. going back though, Fuck right? Man. There's no Dude. way. I don't know why we didn't get around to talking about this. I just, we, I guess, we bumped it to talk about projects that were like a little more underground that potentially could use more of a visibility bump. But uh, yeah, which is stupid yeah. in retrospect. It's just, this is like a mathcore index band. This needs to be talked about. Like it's mm-hmm. very much up our fucking alley. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Holy fuck! This material is vicious. It was uh, mastered by Will Putney. So you know it's going to sound good since he got his hands on it. And, Obvious. And this material is just vicious. Obviously, there's going to be some noticeable parallels between this and Vane, given the members. But this material is a lot more purely chaos-focused. And it really just tries to bring like as many skull-crushing riffs and breakdowns as they can in under two minutes. I agree. Um, this, <laughs> this is a relentless EP. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a very short EP that barely clears six minutes, so there's not a lot to discuss, obviously, but, uh, yeah, man, I really hope John and Jeremy have some time to track a full album of this stuff in between their commitments with Vane, because this material is, this is like what I want out of Vane more, you know, this kind of side, in a way. Yep. Uh, very, uh, much more in the beatdown uh, aspect, I guess, uh, with Metalcore. Uh, I, I would say this well, Vane is. Are. I think Vane is more purely focused on breakdowns. I feel like this material is more focused on like doing kind of a, a purely mathcore sound. I would argue. Word. I mean, like, what's the track I'm thinking of? NRFA. That staccato intro. That is very distinctly a mathcore kind of informed introduction. Uh, the blasting, uh, and then that that like wonky breakdown, and uh, you know they speed up the track at the end too. That was fucking. That was pretty, pretty good track. That I thought was very mathcore uh, in a way. Beyond control too was also really fucking. That's good my too. favorite track. That's yeah. my favorite track. That's I, the I, fucking shit. Yeah, it's the most substantial offering on the EP, so it's it's probably gonna stick with you a bit more. Uh, it's it's closing breakdown is truly savage too. It's just like disorienting with those scronky leads that kind of like come in and out of it. I mean, I, I don't think I can really say much more that it would be meaningful about this. I mean, it's got members of Vane, closed caskets, fucking with it. I mean, what more do you need to know? Like, it's it's really I hear that good shit. Yep. I hope that they got gig the, on got this the stamp and, of approval, right? For sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to hear a, I want to hear a full length of this material. That would be my my yeah. one ask. So yeah, obviously we're gonna play Beyond Control then. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Beyond Control, which is track one from Living Weapons' new EP, Paradise, and that came out back in August of last year. Here we go. Beyond Control 
God damn, that is fucking quality. That end breakdown. Pew, 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 pew. Just goes so hard. That it really occurred to me that the the vocal interplay between Jeremy and John reminds me of back uh, and Ed forth, Gain back and forth. Fuck it, dude. Absolutely, that was very good. Um, also, the, recalling Ion Dissonance too. You're relentless, muted, relentless vocals. That's what we want. You're muted. We want that fucking de- oh. Relentless vocals. Yeah. That's what we want. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Relentless vocals, which is what you get when you've got two people contributing in, in such a way. It really just ah, adds yes, a lot of layers. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so that was uh, Beyond Control, which is track one from Living Weapons' <laughs> debut EP, which came out uh, back in August of last year. Just playing, playing catch up here. Love it. Once again, worth it. Worth it mm. completely. So the last band we're going to talk about is Gray Shape. That is all one word. Gray Shape, not to be confused with Gray Haven. Ah, sorry, sorry I had to say it. Or Gray C. Or Gray C. <laughs> As yes, Levi yes, and I yes, were discussing yes, earlier yes, today. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> this sort of caused a bit of confusion because I stupidly sent the list of bands to Levi, which had Gray Shape on it, and then. Immediately following that, I was like, "Check this out!" And Check this band for, out, yes. <laughs> which was Gray C. Yeah. <laughs> so, understandably, I created uh, a, a point of confusion for poor Levi, and he just got a chance to to listen to this today. I assume, right? Poor Levi, he got to listen to two sick ass bands. It's all good, y'all. <laughs> poor <laughs> Levi. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, I, I got to listen to it, but uh, um, so. Uh, we'll we'll enter into this uh, a review uh, with that. Uh, yes, I'm very familiar with this band already. Uh, I would describe them as every time I die, um, and uh, that's kind of where I leave it at that point. Christian, take it away. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. I, you know, I I did feel like this EP was solid. Like the performances are solid. solid. EP. It's very energetic. Um, like it's well performed. It's just the material. Yeah, it does definitely come off a little too heavily pulling from bands like Every Time I Die. Pulling specifically from Every Time I Die to the point where it was it was just, you know, it was, it was a little too familiar. Like, especially with the, I think what really sealed it for me was the d- delivery and the cadence of the vocals. I think it's tempting to, to do that. You know, Keith Buckley is an undeniably influential person, as we've talked about a number of times. Uh, and I, I think that bands like Grey Shape are, are a perfect example. Or or fucking, um, or Grey Haven, for that, for that matter. Or, or Grey Sea. All these bands, which is, is hilarious. They all sound like they're influenced by Every Time I Die to some extent. Um, but that being said, yeah, this, this was a little unapologetically derived from every time I die sounds in, in a lot of ways. Um, that's not to say that I felt like it was all derivative either. Like there's some, a little more idiosyncratic territory towards the end of the CP that was a bit more inspired, a bit more original, a bit more or- organic, you know, mm-hmm. but the, mm-hmm. the front, they, they, they front loaded it with, with tracks that were just very hauntingly familiar to like hot damn cuts, you know, I agree. Uh, very, very hot, dammy. Um, just, but also, just like overall, just uh, it, it, it just uh, the vocals overall, 
not not let alone just like the southern rock going on uh just the the vocal styling it's just it's so buckley-esque where it's just very like, buckley-esque damn. right it is what it is man Fucking, like and this yeah. is like not not a, not to say that like we're like trying to shit on this band for being influenced by like one of not our favorite all. bands not yeah all. not at all yep. but I feel like um they should perhaps be trying to just be a bit more conscious of that you know try to go forward with in, in a way that is more from the heart and less um kind of almost just quoting you know directly quoting even sometimes is is how mm-hmm. I would describe it. But again, there's some tracks that I really did enjoy quite a bit. False Peak was a big highlight for me. That's one of the more I agree. False yeah. Peak is my favorite track. It's I high energy. You know, it's yeah. it's um yep. I love the way that they develop that intro groove into like a D beat. Like it's it's mm-hmm. a it's a mm-hmm. groove, then it's a D beat, and then they bring it back again into the ending breakdown. And it's it's really quite it's quite well done. It's a it's I a agree. very well written song. Uh, and it, it doesn't feel like they're pulling directly from, you know, from every time I die so much. Uh, <laughs> horse, horse was another song that I really like. Horse, parenthetical horse, which by the way, great song title. Oh about shit! That. Every I time forgot I read about that. that track, dude. Dude, I forgot about that. That's also a good track. Fuck, I forgot about that. Damn I think it. that's the best yeah. track on the album, actually. That is. That's probably the best track. I, I'm sorry about... Hey, sorry, band. Uh, didn't <laughs> think about that one at all. Yeah, I would say that, that'd be the best track. Yeah, actually. it's the most... In the, the reason I say that is it's the most original and passionate and organic sounding cut on the EP. I, the, the way that it kind of like does that start-stop sequence with like those dissonant chords. Well uh, said, bud. Well yeah, said. It, they work in that two-step sequence... Uh, in a way, it's kind of similar to another <laughs> "Every Time I Die" kind of informed band, "Stray from the Path," but um, again, it's uh, not—it's not like I feel like it's a—it's pretty original too. I, I feel like they're—they're they're mm-hmm. channeling some mm-hmm. more organic sounding stuff there again. So yeah, I think that, I think that's the track for sure. Agreed. So we're gonna go ahead and play for you "Horse Horse," which is track two from Good Culture which is Gray Shape's new EP that came out on November 26th. Here we go. Yeah. 
So that was Horse, Horse, which is track two from, what the fuck is it? Gray Shape. I was like, which gray band is it again? And that's track two from Good Culture, and that came out back in November. So before we wrap this up, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you did enjoy it, definitely let us know. Hop on the, as much as I loathe to say it, hop on, go ahead and hop on Spotify and give us five stars, you know, if you listen to us there. Uh, at this point, it is still available there. Uh, leave, us, leave us a nice review and five stars on Apple Podcasts. And naturally, if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mathcoreindex at gmail.com. And once again, just a reminder to go fuck with our Patreon if you want to throw us a couple mm-hmm. bucks and uh, get some cool exclusive benefits, get in on the conversation on Discord, and join us on our live cast. Oh, and a uh, quick little sneaky peek. Uh, we're going to be we're working on this right now, but I, I'm, I'm confident enough to say that it's, it's going to happen. Mathcore Index Fest 2022 will be in person this year. Oh, shit! Motherfuckers, do you understand that? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, very happy to report cool. that we're going to do it in person. Right. So, uh, I, I can't on, make baby. any announcements about it yet, but uh, it's it's happening in the summer, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking about it uh, maybe next month or uh, as, as late as, like, mid-April. Everybody's touching tips. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you all there. Hopefully, if you can make it. If you can't, don't worry. I'll just hate you, and uh, that's okay. Resent? Absolutely. We'll fucking put you on a list, dude. You guys are done. <laughs> the list. Yeah, bro. Oh, we're gonna we have a list. Out. <laughs> yeah, dude. I noticed, uh, I noticed you didn't come to the fest. The <laughs> <laughs> list. <laughs> no longer promote forever. <laughs> So I guess that about wraps it up for the 75th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And we'll be back again next month with some more sick underground bands. Good night and stay beautiful. That's right. Oh, my God. Hey, man. Listen, I get that shit. I fucking get it, dude. This is another instance where I took an edible right before we recorded this thing. So I'm like, I'm kind of just like. Wait, is this how we say this?